What's up, collective? You want to know the secret to being satisfied in life? Then you got to listen to my boy, Tom Haverford. Okay, he's got the three words, treat yourself. You're not satisfied the way your life's looking. You're not satisfied with how life's treating you. You're not satisfied with, with how you look. You're not satisfied with what you have. Then you got to use the three magic words. You got to treat yourself. You see, those three magic words give you the permission to go and do or buy anything that you could ever want in life. Anything that brings you satisfaction, treat yourself. I mean, maybe you showed up tonight and your shoes are kind of busted and you need new shoes. Maybe you need new shoes. Maybe it's time to treat yourself. You showed up and your clothes are kind of like, eh, not the best. I mean, I don't got the Gucci belt. Maybe it's time to treat yourself. Maybe you're super hungry. You know Carter's, it's got the jitters, you got all the caffeine, but you need a good meal. Hey, why would you go to Taco Bell when you could treat yourself, okay? There's other options in Quincy. What about your car? What'd you roll up in tonight? Maybe tonight you just need to treat yourself. Might be a little bit more difficult to get a car, but maybe it's time to treat yourself, okay? So here's the deal. I, I know that you guys don't know me that well. You keep hearing Cole from Pike County. That's who I am, but I figured I could, I could share some things in my life that satisfy me. Some things in my life that, that I like to, to treat myself to, just so you have an idea of, of who I am. First things first, we all got some snow last week. I absolutely snow, love snow. <laughs> in fact, if I was God, which I'm not, but if I was, I would treat myself to snow days monthly. I mean, those things straight up, they're a blessing. Second thing. Heated seats, man. I mean, heated seats are a gift from God. I don't care if it is zero degrees outside. I don't care if it is a hundred degrees outside. I've got the heated seat on, okay? If you got some busted car that don't have heated seats, then you need to treat yourself, okay? You need the blessing of heated seats. Now, the next thing shows a little bit of my Pike County side, but I love treating myself the sound of a nice diesel exhaust, specifically a 7.3 Power Stroke straight piped, I mean, four inch down from the turbo. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if you're riding around with me, we're chilling in the 04 Grand Marquis. It's a comfortable ride. And if we're rolling around and we see a nice diesel truck, guess what? The windows are coming down and you and I, we're going to be blessed together, brother or sister. Uh, you know, so here's the thing. I love diesel trucks. Next one. <sighs> this is how you know God is good, okay? Ice cream. <laughs> boy. Okay, I could treat myself to at least three to four pints of ice cream a week. My wife is a witness. She's like, you're going to die. And I'm like, I'm going to die happy, okay? I am, I am treating myself. I absolutely love to treat myself. I love, I love music. Uh, I love treating myself to new bands, right? Uh, I'm listening to this band right now. They're called Hot Mulligan. They're terrible, but, I mean, I'm treating myself, whatever. I, I like to treat myself to, to all sorts of things. I like treating treating myself to, to space heaters, to dogs, to disc golf, to books, to Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, Xbox. I love Halo. I love treating myself to Master Chief. I love treating myself to nice shoes. I love treating myself to nice food. Oh my gosh, I love treating myself. Because why in the world would you want to be dissatisfied when you could just treat yourself? I'm telling you, collective, you got to treat yourself. But enough about me. What satisfies you? What are, what are the things in your life that you like to treat yourself to? What are some things where you're like, ah, that's, that's satisfying. I like treating myself to that. How about this? Does anyone in here, show of hands please, uh, like to treat themselves to some Carters? 
sister right here, can you come here, please? Just, ah, just come on up. It's super simple, I promise. That's super simple. Just come here. Come on up. It's okay. I got a blessing. I've got this here. It's a Carter's gift card. <laughs> but I need you to give me your best treat yourself into this microphone right now. Treat yourself. <laughs> Thank you. You're treat so yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. I love treat yourself. How about this? Raise your hand. Okay, I was going to go with Taco Bell because I would not have survived college without Taco Bell. But then Chris Hickman saved y'all. He was like, bro, you got to upgrade to Qdoba. So who likes to treat themselves to Qdoba? Oh, I see you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. I got some, I got some Q cash right here. But you got to give the treat yourself of a lifetime. Treat yourself. Oh, that's perfect. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Come on. Okay. Now, I've got, uh, I've got one more, but this next one is, is truly near and dear to my heart. Okay? Like, you know I've got the gift card up here. I'm, I'm ready. I want to treat you. But I, just because you know I got the gift card, like, I don't need you to lie when you raise your hand. I need a true McDonald's connoisseur. Okay, I love McDonald's. I don't need anybody that's like, yeah, I like to go and get a Diet Coke. I don't need a fake fan. Like, I need someone who's like, I'm in. Back there in the middle. Yeah, you got some real support. I like that. They're like, yes, you eat McDonald's. Come on up. <laughs> okay. I don't want to just to treat yourself. Can you can you share with us what your order is? Okay. Um, four piece nugget happy meal, double fry and a large sprite instead of a small drink. Ketchup. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yes, absolutely. Treat yourself. Uh, for me personally, it's an, I'm a super simple man. I'm a number one with large fry, large Coke. That's a Big Mac. It's OG. It's the greatest sandwich that God has blessed this earth with. Uh, and I absolutely love treating myself with McDonald's. But golly, guys, what a wonderful night. Now we all know the secret to being satisfied in life. It's treat yourself. It doesn't matter what it is you want. It doesn't matter what it is you're pursuing. It doesn't matter if it's going to hurt you on later in life. Who cares? Just treat yourself. In fact, I want to introduce you guys to somebody. Uh, the Bible gives him a name, but it's kind of lame, so I'm going to call him something else. The Bible calls this guy King Solomon. But I think we're better off calling this man King Treat Yourself. Because this dude literally had everything, okay? We find King Treat Yourself in Ecclesiastes 2, starting in verse 1. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. This is a lot of scripture, but it's worth reading, okay? It gives you the true picture of how this guy right here truly knew how to be satisfied, okay? Here it goes. This is Solomon, King Treat Yourself. He says, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness in this way. I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my flourishing groves. I brought slaves, both men and women, and other, others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and a flock, more than any of the king who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums. Sheesh. 
of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Verse 10, anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labor. Without a doubt, King Treat Yourself had everything you could ever want in life. In fact, this is the guy that we all slightly wish we could be, okay? Like, you check out his Instagram or whatever, and he's always traveling, like he's driving exotic cars or diesel trucks, you know, whatever floats your boat. Uh, He's got the Gucci, you know what I mean? Like, he's looking good. This dude is like the tender swindler minus the swindling, okay? Like, he really has it all, okay? And, like, out of all the people in the world that you'd go, okay, this guy is satisfied in life, you would think it would be like this guy, a person who literally had it all. But that's not the end of the story. Ecclesiastes has verse 11, where Solomon says, But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all meaningless like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. And I I read that, and I'm like, did we just read that right? Did the Bible mess up there? I mean, this is King Treat Yourself himself. He looked at everything he had, which, mind you, was everything that he wanted, okay? Everything he had was literally everything he wanted, and he looked at it and said, meaningless. You want some bad advice tonight? Then treat yourself. Look, I know I said at the beginning of the sermon you need to treat yourself, but to be honest, I was just fronting, okay? I don't even have heated seats in the Grand Marquis. I got cloth. You want to know how to be dissatisfied in life? Treat yourself. You see, I guarantee that there's nobody that's sitting in this room, sitting or standing in this room tonight that can compete with what Solomon had or what Solomon had access to. And look where dude ends up. He looks at everything he wanted to have, everything the world had to offer, and he goes, this is meaningless. He's completely dissatisfied. But that's the bad advice that the world wants you to buy. The, the advice the world wants you to buy into is that it, If you have everything you want in life, then you'll be satisfied. It's a lie. You see, you can treat yourself to everything the world could ever offer. And guess what? You'll end up in a place where you're completely dissatisfied with what you have and what you see in the mirror. It's not just Solomon's life that proves that. In fact, it's your own life. You thought that you would be satisfied when you got your car keys. You you thought you'd be satisfied when you graduated. You thought you'd be satisfied when you got that significant other. You thought you'd be satisfied when you had sex. That's what they said. What's it like feeling empty? What's it like feeling broken? What's it like feeling dissatisfied? You can give yourself everything the world has to offer. It's yours for the taking. Treat yourself. But you can still lay in bed broken, empty, and 
dissatisfied. There's a, a, another character in the Bible I want to introduce you to. Except the Bible doesn't actually tell us her name. But I want to give her a name. I, th- I think that honestly her name was Rihanna. Beautiful, but maybe slightly damaged. Possibly also a bad chick, okay? Uh, we, we find Rihanna in John 4. And what happens in John 4 is you've got Rihanna and Jesus, and they're sitting at this well. Jesus and this woman are by themselves. The disciples are off into the town. And while we don't actually know that her name was Rihanna, there are a couple things that we do know from the text that are true, okay? The first thing that we, we know about Rihanna is, is that she had a desire to feel loved. As a woman, she, she wanted to be loved. And in fact, she, she tried to satisfy that desire over and over and over again. In fact, John 4.18 tells us that she had five husbands. And then the dude that she was living with at the moment she ran into Jesus wasn't her husband. She, she tried so hard just to feel loved and to be satisfied in that. The, the next thing that we know for sure is that she was more than likely alone. She had no friends. You see, the time that she was at the well wouldn't have been the time that women were supposed to go to the well. It was the heat of the day. It just didn't make sense. She was more than likely alone. But the last thing that we know for certain is that Rihanna was thirsty in more, more ways than one. But she's at the well, right? And, and I, I tend to think that she's at the well for water, but I don't think that her thirst is just purely physical. I, I really don't. I think that the truth about Rihanna, I think that Rihanna had cotton mouth of the soul. I think that Rihanna was not satisfied. Now, look, I I hope that you guys have had a good time tonight. I've had a good time. I like the treat yourself thing. But, But here's where I need you to be with me because this is where Jesus comes in and Jesus changes absolutely everything. It's beautiful. So I hope you're ready. Real quick, look to your neighbor, tell him treat yourself. Mm. So Jesus is there with Rihanna, and then Jesus, he looks at her, and he says this in verse 7 of chapter 4. Jesus looks at her, and he says, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How could you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Okay, quick thing about Jesus that you've absolutely got to love about who he is. Jesus shows up in a place where you would never expect him to show up in Samaria. There's a lot to that, but whatever. He wasn't supposed to be there, okay? And then he shows up, and he talks to somebody that the whole world would have discounted and said, no, if you're the Son of God, you probably shouldn't talk to her. Now, the reason that this is an important part of our story tonight is that what that means is that Jesus could be in this place tonight, and he could be talking to you no matter who you are or where you came from, okay? Because that's who Jesus is. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you've got nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Okay, I know there's a lot going on here. It's kind of rich. There's a lot going on in the text, but here's what you've got to know. Jesus asked the lady for some water. 
The lady's got no clue it's Jesus, the Son of God, okay? She doesn't know who she's talking to. But then Jesus, he steps up and he says something in verse 13 that every single person in this room needs to hear tonight. Jesus looks at her and he answers like this. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Everyone who drinks this water, the the water from the world, will be thirsty again. Look, this woman, Rihanna, she's at the well. She's trying to get a drink. She's she's trying to satisfy her thirst. And Jesus says it's not going to work. It might satisfy you for just a little bit, but ultimately you're going to be thirsty again. And here's where the message is for you, okay? You can't miss this because, check this out. Jesus is trying to say, so long as you take from the world, so long as you drink what the the world has to offer you, whatever that may be, you will not be satisfied. Listen, collective, (laughs) do you want to be satisfied? Do you want to be satisfied in life? Because I can tell you right now, sports might look satisfying, but that D1 offer will never satisfy you. Man, the nice house, couple acres, maybe some sheep and goat. I don't know if that floats your boat. It might look pretty comfortable, but it's not going to satisfy you. Lord knows a nice diesel truck sure would be a good time, but it ain't going to satisfy you. You can fill in the blank with whatever you think will satisfy you in life, and the truth is it will not satisfy you. I hesitate to, to share this next story, but I, I, think that, I think that you're mature enough to handle it. January 30th, uh, a young woman jumped from a New York City high-rise to her death. She was the, the 2019 Miss USA. The reason that I want to tell you this story is because it illustrates the truth that It's not just the Bible who just says something that has no effect on you or me. No, in fact, what we're talking about today uh, affects you, regardless of what you believe about Jesus. So she jumps, and without a doubt, she was beautiful. Without a doubt, she was smart. She was an attorney fighting for social justice. She had a family. She had friends. She had money. In fact, she had everything that the world tells you that you need in life to be satisfied. And still she jumped. And still she took her own life. It breaks my heart. So what do we, what do, we do? What, what do we do with this? Well, Jesus isn't done. Jesus says this in verse 14. He says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, true satisfaction will never come from the world. True satisfaction only comes from an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus. Man, you want to know how to be satisfied? Then, then listen to verse 14. You need Jesus. What are you really searching for when you want a significant other? You want love? 
the Bible says that God loved you so much so that he, that he sent his own son, Jesus, and Jesus gave his life for you. That's how much you're loved. What are you looking for when you're going after the, the nice house and the nice cars? You want comfort? The Bible says that God is the God of all comfort. What are you looking for trying to make all the money in the world? The Bible says that if you seek first his kingdom, then God's got you. He'll take care of the food, the water, the shelter. Oh, what, are you, what do you want? Are you trying to find forgiveness because in Christ you can be forgiven? Are you wanting some hope? Because through Jesus you've got hope of eternal life. You want to be accepted? The Bible says that you're accepted right now as you sit, no matter how evil, bad, or whatever you want to call yourself. You're accepted in Christ Jesus. You want to be satisfied? My friends, only, only Jesus can do that. Well, the, the Rihanna's story, it, it's not over. In fact, Rihanna's story actually, it, it has a, a truly beautiful ending. So here you have it, starting in verse 15. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. I love it. She's like, yo, I want that. Like, that sounds good. And, and what's cool about this to me is as soon as she finds out who Jesus truly is, she's like, yes, that's what I want. And, and I think that there's some people sitting in here tonight that know what that feeling is like, right? Like when you truly see who Jesus is, you're like, yes, yes, please sign me up. I'm going to get dunked, okay? And that's where she's at. She's like, yes, I want that. But here's the best part, right? When the woman finds out she's talking to Jesus, the, the son of God, this is what happens next. Verse 28. The woman left her water jar besides the well and ran back to the village. Which is like really cool because like everything the world could offer and the things from the world, she left that behind. That, that's like a whole other sermon, okay? That's a free one right there. But she, she leaves all that behind. She goes to the village telling everyone. And this is what she says. She says, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Skip, a, skip ahead a, a couple of verses here. And then in verse 39, the Bible says this. It says, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything that I did. Man, what an absolutely beautiful story of a woman who was broken, who was dissatisfied, who was empty. And then she met Jesus and she goes back to her village and she goes, I know how to be satisfied. It's absolutely beautiful. You see, she understood that true satisfaction would never come from the world, but true satisfaction only comes from an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus. She got it. And if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then you've got two choices. In fact, you've got the, the same two choices that the, that the woman at the well had. You can make the, the choice to drink from the same old well of the world. You can keep coming and grabbing the water from the, girl, the world. You can keep on enjoying the temporary satisfaction that, that you hope will hold on, that you hope won't run dry, that will keep on satisfying. But you know as just as well as I do because it's ran dry before that it's not going to satisfy forever. You could make that choice. Or you could do what the woman at the well did. And during this next song, it's called a decision song because it gives you the opportunity to make a decision. 
And if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're sick of not being satisfied and you know that this world will never satisfy you and you've got that hole in your heart and you're ready for Jesus, then we're going to have difference makers on the side and you can come up and just be like, I want Jesus. You ain't got to say nothing fancy. They'll take care of you. They would love to tell you about Jesus. Now, there's others of you in this room, and you've got the living water. You've got the relationship with Jesus. You've had it. You know what it's like to be satisfied. So why haven't you gone back to the village? Why haven't you gone back to the village? Why haven't you told anyone? Why have you held it on to yourself? Surely you have friends, you have family members, co-workers, people you go to school with, and and they go about their life like it's going to satisfy them, like the things that they get from the world are going to take care of them, and you know it's not true. So why haven't you gone back to the village and told them about Jesus? Why have you just held it on to yourself? What are you afraid of? This lady, Brianna, she went back to the village, and she goes, and she's like, look, this guy told me everything I did. Could he be the Messiah? Mind you, she had five husbands and a male mistress, okay? Like, that was a rough testimony. But she went, she told people about Jesus. What's your excuse? Maybe it's the classic, I just don't know enough. If I knew enough, then I would call them, then I would text them. I just don't know enough, Cole. Recognize that in this story, this woman just met Jesus. She'd known him for for less than an hour, and then she went back to the village, and she said, hey, I got to show you who Jesus is, because you know what the woman at the well knew? She knew what Jesus had done in her own life. And man, you might not know everything the Bible says. You might not have a fancy degree. You might not have even been a Christian for long, but you know exactly what God has done in your life. And I'm here to tell you that's all you need. To say, I know who Jesus is. And he satisfied me. And I was, I was empty. I was broken. I tried everything the world could offer me. But I found what my heart was looking for in Jesus. You see, if you truly have a relationship with Jesus, then don't be satisfied with your friends and family members not knowing who he is. So for you... During this next decision song, what I'd I'd love to give you the opportunity to do is to come to the steps. God's put someone on your heart. God's given you a village. I I don't know if it's a family member. I don't know if it's a friend. I don't know who it is. I've got both in my own life. I've got a father-in-law that doesn't know Jesus. I've got a best friend who has no clue who Jesus is got people in my life, and I know God's put people in your life too. He's given you a, vi- a village. And what I'd like to call you to do during this next decision time is to come to the steps. Pray for the people in your life that don't know Jesus. Pray that God will use your life to speak to them, to talk to them, to show them who Jesus is. Maybe you're like, look, Cole, I've already prayed. Then that's fine. Pull out your phone. Send a text message. Walk outside. Make a phone call. I don't care what it is. All I know is that if you're satisfied with what Jesus has done in your own life, don't let it stop there. But go to your village and tell them who Jesus is. Tell them that no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, that there's a God who loves them. And you might not know all the fancy stuff, 
but you know what God's done in your life, and that's enough. Collective, will you pray with me tonight as we enter into this decision? Father, we're so grateful for Jesus. We're so grateful for a God who loves us. Man, I, I pray for the people in here tonight that have been grabbing and looking for things that satisfy them. God, I, I know that, that it hurts trying things that are, that are sins. They, they promise satisfaction, but in fact don't bring them. And so, Lord, I pray that that person tonight can know confidently that everything that they're looking for, that they can find in you, Jesus. God, I pray that if they're being led to you, Father, I pray that they can grab a difference maker and say, yes, I just want Jesus. Father, I pray for us as people that have had the living water. Lord, we know Jesus. Father, we're thankful for that. But God, I pray that we won't be satisfied just holding on to you. But God, we will go and tell our village. Father, be with us now as we enter into this decision time. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.